Or looking for a place to hunt pheasant and waterfowl? Well, hello, listeners. Welcome to another episode of Living Well with Dr. Peg. I'm your host, Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark. And if you want information and inspiration for living well and staying safe, you've come to the right place. And we're here every Thursday at One Mountain in Colorado and on KLZ 560 AM and streaming online around the world at drpegradio.com. And if you missed last week's episode or any episode of Living Well with Dr. Peg, you can always go to the program program archives at drpegradio.com. And I've got one of my favorite guests back on the show with me today again, uh, Clayton Cranford, and he's the cyber safety cop. And he says that vaping and marijuana are big business and our kids are the target and the drug culture is propagated by social media as well as easy online access to vape devices, vape juice, and other liquefied drugs. And he'll explain all of this and tell us the truth about e-cigarettes, vaping, nicotine, and marijuana. But first, Living Well with Dr. Pegg is brought to you by our sponsor, SSI Guardian, the leader in school safety and security. And while there are many ideas and theories on how to improve school safety, only evidence-based best practices proven to make schools safer should be considered. Learn more on how your child's school can become a 21st century safe school at SSIGuardian.com. Well, today we're going to learn the truth about vape devices, and maybe you haven't even heard of those or know what they are, and I hadn't heard of vape juice before, but we'll be talking about that and nicotine and marijuana and e-cigarettes. And my guest today is Clayton Cranford, and he's also known as the Cyber Safety Cop. And Clayton is one of the nation's leading law enforcement educators on social media and child safety. And he's also the author of Parenting in a Digital World, a step-by-step guide to internet safety. Clayton Cranford, thanks so much for being back again today. Hey, Dr. Peg, great to be with you today. Thank you so much. And listeners, you've got to get a copy of Clayton's book. It's very practical. It's up-to-date, and it's got information that every parent needs to help to keep their kids safe. Uh, So thanks so much for having that book out there for the public, Clayton. Uh, You bet, thanks. Mm -hmm. Well, let's talk about e-cigarettes and vaping. Um, First, really, what are e-cigarettes? They they really kind of have exploded on the scene, and we're hearing this term vaping. What exactly is uh, vaping, and what are e-cigarettes? Yeah, well, it's... it's it's today's uh, gateway to the gateway drug is, mm. is how I look at it. Um, you know, when we were children, um, cigarettes were the issue, and and uh, the American Heart and Lung and the, the, the government and the Surgeon General, they all did a really good job of uh, teaching us as children what were the, you know, the, the, the safety issues and the health issues of using cigarettes. And over time, we've seen that cigarette use of teens has gone down dramatically over the years. Uh, in the last, um, I guess, five years, uh, we've seen a drastic increase of uh, vaping devices being used by teens. And um, and, and these are people, these teens, um, a large majority of them never, ever tried a cigarette in the first place. So um, they're, they're getting introduced to uh, nicotine, uh, mainly, um, through these devices, they, they, they're, they're very simple. They're, they're a battery that um, heats up a coil that, that atomizes or kind of vaporizes a, um, a solution of various chemicals, and nicotine is, is, is one of those chemi- addictive chemicals in it, and they smoke it. 
So um, it's very confusing for teens today because the messages that they're getting from the the vaping industry are the same messages that we got as children from the tobacco industry that it's you know it's safe, it's cool, it's okay around others. And um, the more we're learning about it, the, the truth is that it, it's really none of those things. Mm-hmm. So um, we're, we're kind of square zero, I feel like, uh, with regards to this. It's kind of like the 19... 19- 50s with regards to cigarettes and um, the CDCs and the, uh, the the government's regulations for how vaping industry can um, advertise like cigarettes won't go into effect until 2022. Wow. So so if you have a child in middle school now, they'll probably be out of high school by then, and I think it may be too late. Okay, so so they might be um, devices that we may not even recognize. Parents, I'll have uh, Clayton Cranford talk more about vaping and e-cigarettes when we come back. Stay with us. This is Living Well with Dr. Pegg. We'll be right back after these messages. Threats at our schools and workplace continue at an alarming rate and require an innovative approach to overall institutional safety. A 21st century safe school needs the right training, the right equipment, and the correct action plan to achieve a future-ready, safe learning environment. SSI Guardian's comprehensive, evidence-based solutions and Tier 1 Security Consulting is the only active shooter training in America with an accredited CEU. Don't trust your safety to just anyone. SSI Guardian is the only choice. Visit us at SSIGuardian.com. What if a psychologist with years of experience wrote a book revealing secrets that therapists know but usually don't share? And what if that book provided effective strategies for experiencing lasting change? That's exactly what you get with Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark's book, Do Something Different for a Change, an insider's guide to what your therapist knows but may not tell you. Celebrating 10 years in print, this self-help classic shares critical insights to help you understand and overcome the three common barriers to change, heal your emotional pain and emptiness, and strengthen your connection to your true self and others. In the easy-to-understand, down-to-earth style she's known for, Dr. Pegg clearly communicates fundamental principles and strategies for change and personal transformation. Read Do Something Different for a Change today and have a better tomorrow. Go to drpegradio.com slash books to purchase your copy today. Studies show that safety greatly impacts student learning and a teacher's ability to do what they do best. Be it broken furniture, a leaking roof, or more serious threat of violence, the 21st Century Safe School by School Specialty addresses school safety from the emotional, social, and physical perspective. Don't wait another moment. Call 877-878-5800 or visit SSIGuardian.com. All right, welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark, and you're listening to Living Well with Dr. Peg. Information and inspiration for living well and staying safe. And 
Can you believe there's only two months left in 2018? Do you want to get unstuck now and establish new habits that'll move you forward in the new year? Well, if you're finally ready to experience lasting change in your life, contact me today to take advantage of result-oriented personal growth coaching and my upcoming one-of-a-kind personal transformation retreat. Coaching is conveniently available anytime by phone, and my retreat is scheduled for Saturday, December 29th, 2019. Go to drpegradio.com today to schedule a complimentary session to learn more about both of these exciting transformation experiences. And I'm speaking with cybersecurity expert today, Clayton Cranford. And Clayton, thanks again for being with us. We're going to be talking about uh, vaping and e-cigarettes, nicotine, marijuana. And listeners, if you want to uh, call in with a question or comment for Clay Cranford, give us a call. The number is 303-477-5600. Uh, so, Clayton, you're talking about um, uh, uh, vaping, which is heating up uh, a liquid, and, and we can put nicotine in, in the e-cigarettes. What other kinds of things are, are young people putting in those um, devices? Well, um, there's they, they, they a variety of things, and, and, the, and the kind of the concerning thing about um, what's going in these devices is that uh, they, we truly don't know uh, all the chemicals that are going in it, because if you're, if you're purchasing... Uh, what they call EGs, that you liquid from a from a vape manufacturer or vape store. They're primarily the ones who are who are mixing this stuff together. So they've done they've done studies and tests of, of, of the most popular vaping juice, and they found you know um, uh, acetone and uh, um, all, all sorts of uh, chemicals in there that aren't uh, you know um, things that you find in antifreeze, formaldehyde. Um, nicotine, various um, chemicals that are, are cancer-causing for sure. Uh, nicotine is extremely um, addictive, and um, these devices are also being used to smoke um, liquid, liquefied marijuana or marijuana oil. Um, and even just if you take one of the devices that are used for, um, you know, e-juice, uh, a casual search online will you'll find directions on how you can convert that into a marijuana uh, THC uh, vaping device. Uh, the problem with some of these issues um, is that these devices are small. Uh, they don't, they don't, um, they don't burn anything. So you don't smell a, a burning smell like you would with a cigarette or a marijuana joint. And they're so small that they're easily concealable. Um, I have a lot of students who tell me, you know, in the back of their class, they have students vaping during class because they can blow the, 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 the vape, um, you know, smoke into their, into their shirt sleeve or something mm. like that. So it's just, it, it, it's, it's very pervasive right now. Um, I'm glad we're having this conversation because um, kids are smoking this and they think it's absolutely safe uh, and, and it's not. It's, it's, it's clearly addictive as we know about nicotine, but the chemicals that are in these, in these solutions, um, we, we actually truly won't know how dangerous they are until years from now mm-hmm. when we can look back with data and it may be too late for um, people who are using it and may be getting sick by that. Yeah. And so when when students and young people are putting nicotine into the, the e-cigarette, um, how does that compare to the amount of nicotine they would get from a traditional cig- cigarette? Because it really is more concentrated, isn't it? Yeah, that's a great question. So one of the most popular vaping devices right now is the Juul, spelled J-U-U-L. And um, by the way, they're, 
the vaping juice is um, flavored, which is a huge marketing um, ploy for children. The, the the juices are like juicy fruit, creme brulee, you know, um, these kinds of the, the flavors that really appeal to children. And just one pod, so one um, cartridge. These are um, disposable cartridges. One cartridge um, has about the same amount of nicotine in an entire pack of cigarettes. Wow. And um, there's no kind of physiological drawback, aside from, you know, large amounts of nicotine in your bloodstream, which cause, you know, heart rate, um, goes to the roof, a bunch of other different things. But you can't sit down and smoke an entire pack of cigarettes in a couple hours. I mean, Mm. it's just really difficult to do. But there's but there's no downside with regards to like tar and nicotine those kinds of things with these devices. So you can ingest a lot of nicotine in a short amount of time. And um, and we're having kids who are addicted to nicotine. And uh, as we know, if you're addicted, to people who are addicted for life to some some chemical or some drug or alcohol, whatever it might be. They became addicted before 18. Mm-hmm. So this is a really important time in children's lives that they, that, they, that they abstain from these type of chemicals that are addictive because it may be a lifetime addiction that they're going to be dealing with. Mm-hmm. And people may think that e-cigarettes are safer because they don't have the tar and some of the other uh, notorious chemicals that are in traditional cigarettes. But you're saying there are still some of these same chemicals, acetone and other things, in the juice that they using the cartridges, and then even if we could say there weren't as many uh, dangerous chemicals, you're getting such a potent dose of the nicotine, it sounds like it would be easier to become addicted very quickly using these devices as opposed to a traditional cigarette. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the whole e-cigarette um, uh, industry, the device, started with the idea that it was going to be something that could be used for smoking cessation. And you can actually go to a doctor and get a medical, medically prescribed e-cigarette under the prescription and direction of a doctor to help you kick your cigarette nicotine addiction. But, but we really don't have that now. What we have is kind of a free-for-all, people creating these devices, um, getting in the hands of children, and... Um, uh, the, the the message is that it's safer than cigarettes, which 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 is probably true. It's probably safer than cigarettes, but it's not safe. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what's confusing for children. Is they they it, it's not a binary question. It's making safe choices or safe healthy choices. Um, you will not you will choose not to smoke cigarettes. You will choose not to smoke vaping devices. But they are kind of. It's very attractive, and mm-hmm. it's being promulgated on social media. Yes. And, you know, and love what's new in, in, tech, in there's a lot of technology involved. Right. It, you make such a great point. It, it may be safer than traditional cigarettes, but that doesn't mean that they're safe, and certainly not for young people whose brains are still developing into their 20s. There's got to be some physiological uh, effects of, of uh, that much nicotine uh, in our bloodstream and going to our brains. And uh, listeners, if you are someone who has quit smoking using one of these electronic uh, cigarette devices, we want to hear from you because we there are some good benefits, it sounds like, to help people quit smoking. But really what we're talking about, Clayton, is the dangers for young people and some of the predatory marketing practices that uh, we know the tobacco industry has used uh, to get children 
uh, introduced to cigarettes. We're seeing some of those same strategies used uh, uh, to market these devices, even though they're illegal for young people. Yeah, you have to be 21 um, to to uh, purchase um, or to sell these these devices. You can't sell to someone under 21. Currently, in, at least in California, I can tell you that um, it's not illegal to possess them under the age of 21, which was something that was um, changed a couple of years ago to mm. kind of my dismay as a law enforcement officer. That was that was something that it was a tool for us to um, deal with children who had cigarettes or, or vaping devices. So that's kind of been taken from us. But um, now we're kind of trying to put pressure on, uh, you know, convenience stores and vaping shops so that they're not selling to minors. But they're, but they're really easy to purchase online. So, um, you know, the Internet has made everything much more accessible uh, to our children, including, including the vaping devices and the, and the, and the, uh, and the vaping fluid. But, yeah, clearly... Um, the, 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 these companies are marketing to children. I, I do presentations and assemblies at, at schools, middle and elementary schools, all over California, and also do parent uh, seminars. But when I talk to the students and, and we look at the the, the, the fruit flavors and, and the candy flavors of these of these um, vaping devices, the kids are just kind of shaking their head. And they're like, "Well, obviously this is for us." Mm. Um, and one of the questions I get is a student. You know, after we kind of go through the whole the whole talk, they ask, well, "How how can it be illegal for these companies to do this? Because it, it's so obvious." And that's a great question. Um, and like I said, it, won't, it probably will be till 2022 before um, the government starts um, putting res- more restrictions on these companies. Uh, it's it's not something that's going to go away. It's actually increasing, and parents need to talk to their kids about this issue because, um, you know, with developing brains and um, and so forth, kids who are being addicted to nicotine at this age, it's mm. really difficult for them to to, um, to get away from it, unfortunately. Right. Being addicted to nicotine and also it's a more um, uh, kind of hidden way to indulge in marijuana without parents being aware, as you're saying, in terms of uh, not having the same smell of uh, burning a joint or a cigarette, uh, it's easier to conceal. Um, so how are students, uh, young people getting these? If they are illegal to sell under 21, I see young people, teenage age, all the time with these devices and you'll see clouds of smoke you know, coming out of their, their fist because you said they are small, they're easy to conceal in your hand and you'll see the, the vapor coming out. So they're getting them. How are they getting them? Uh, you said online, but but how? If they're if they're illegal, um, what what are they doing, and what do parents need to know so they can uh, in, interfere with that process? Right. So um, there was a study that uh, the Journal of American Medical Association did in 2015, where they had um, teens attempt to purchase vaping devices online, and only with a credit card. I and mean, so for these online stores, that that's kind of their um, Having a credit card, a legitimate credit card number, is how they're verifying that you're an adult, I guess. Mm. And they are able to receive their purchases 75 or 76.5 percent of the time. So they are very, very successful using a, a legitimate credit card number. Um, so kids are doing it that way. I mean, you're, one of the popular things right now is to give a kid a you know prepaid Visa card. Um, this kind of thing, which maybe isn't a good idea anymore. Um, 
based, based on this information. Uh, parents should be protecting their, their credit card numbers. Their, um, they should be using some kind of online filtering or uh, filtering on their router to prevent their kids from accessing websites where they can purchase drugs or, or vaping devices or learn about um, drugs. There, there's websites where you can't buy drugs, but you can learn about various types of marijuana and how to smoke it, et cetera. So those kinds of things should definitely be blocked uh, through your router. And then, and of course, you're going to have places in your community that um, will unscrupulously sell uh, these devices in the, um, in, the, in, the, in the liquid to, to minors. So law enforcement, working with people in the community who are concerned, um, should be addressing that on a, on a local level. And there are grants um, being provided right now by the Department of Justice for local law enforcement to do just that because everybody's realizing that this is reaching epidemic proportions and somebody has to um, enforce these laws and, you know, educate children so they're not, you know, they're not partaking in, in these addictive chemicals. So... And parents need to be involved as well. So, um, if if a parent has a question on how do you know how do I sit down and talk to my kid about this, um, I have a handout on my website that they can uh, download, and it gives you some helpful tips uh, at cybersafetycop.com. And uh, and maybe be hitting up your your local police department or or contacting me and see if somebody can come to your school, talk to their students, uh, talk to the parents and get some really good information so you can be proactive. Mm-hmm. And so um, strategies for parents to talk to their kids would be, I think, number one, sharing some of the information about the dangers of nicotine uh, on their developing mm-hmm. brain, how it, how it may be a gateway to a gateway drug. Um, would that be part of the process is for parents to be better educated so they can give their kids the facts? Yeah, they need to be better educated and um, I, I find that one of the best strategies is for parents to wait, be good listeners, listen, after, ask a lot of questions, ask what's going on with their kids and what's going on at their school, get their, get their children's you know, perspective on what's happening at vaping use at their school, et cetera, or their friends using vaping devices. And then when it's, when it's appropriate, bring it up. So if, you, if, if you're, walk, you're driving around with your child and you see someone vaping, um, you know, from their car or walking down the street, use that as an organic kind of opportunity to talk about, hey, you know, uh, I understand that that vaping, that's not just a water vapor, because that's a popular misbelief. That's just, that's not just water vapor. There's actually chemicals in there that are harmful. Um, or start asking questions and, and using those opportunities to um, explore these kinds of topics. Typically, sitting down with, a, with your child um, you know, come kind of the edge of their bed, you know, and say, hey, I want to talk to you about this. Um, sometimes isn't always the best strategy, but there's plenty of opportunities, uh, either watching TV or walking down the street or driving around, like I said. You're going to have the opportunity to, to talk about about this subject. And having some knowledge ready, uh, it will be very important. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just the facts. Sometimes isn't very persuasive. It's, it's more of a personal emotional argument sometimes um, is going to be um, 
the, the thing that's going to maybe change their mind. Mm-hmm. I think I think you're absolutely right that if you just come right out and ask, are you using these devices, most kids will probably say no, and then you just give them the lecture on how dangerous they are, and it's in one ear and out the other. But I like what you're saying as we're just going about our day-to-day lives uh, and we observe things that are that are um, relevant, we can bring them up, get our child's opinion on it. As you said, get them talking, be a good mm-hmm. listener, and then try to um, put in some information um, uh, as we can. So very good. Um, one thing I want to talk with you about also, Clay, is how do we help our children resist the peer pressure? They may have zero interest in using nicotine and even marijuana, but if it's presented as something that's cool, you know, if, if a kid is saying, well, it's not even dangerous, it tastes good, they've got these fruity flavors, uh, what are some strategies for kids to be able to resist that kind of pressure? Yeah, well, we call, the, we call those refusal skills. And... Um, uh, as we know, uh, in the past, there, there's been campaigns to, you know, keep children away from drugs, like just say no. Something like that weren't very successful um, because they really didn't prepare children uh, in that moment when, they, when they're offered, you know, how, how, do I, how do I, you know, answer this person? Maybe somebody who's a friend, uh, maybe I feel, you know, embarrassed if I say no or whatever. Um, so you, you, you need to give your child some good reasons why they should say no and those things are typically personal right so if you have a if you have a kid who um uh has goals and uh, you know whatever those might be academic um artistic um athletic uh th- those might be reasons why they'll, they'll want to say no to to um to drugs right or, or to nicotine or to, to marijuana and, and giving them the, the, re, the real story behind why they should say no. So if you had a, a child who's an athlete, say, hey, this will affect your ability to be the very best athlete you can be in these ways, right? Or if you're, um, if you're uh, um, somebody who's striving towards academics or um, artistic pursuits, nicotine, you know, affects, and so does marijuana, affects your, um, your memory, your prefrontal cortex, your, um, your long and short-term memories. Uh, a bunch of different areas in your mind that or your brain that are very important for creativity and for um, and cognition. So, I, like again, I think if we if we have we have good facts, but we don't just give them the facts. Mm. We don't want to just give them a laundry list, right. but say, hey, this is how it will affect you. And so when they when they stand in front of a friend who says, hey, I got this really amazing marijuana, or I have this new bathing device, you should try it out. Um, they they can they can give an honest heartfelt reason why you know I can't do that because I'm I'm trying to do this with my life I have these goals and it's going to affect me this way Mm -hmm. great advice uh, Clayton Uh, thank you so much Uh, listeners if you'd like to get in touch with Clayton Cranford or share this interview with a friend I have links to Clayton on my website at drpegradio.com cybersecurity expert Clayton Cranford thanks again for being with us thank you Dr. Peg And listeners, thanks for tuning in. We're brought to you every week by our sponsor, SSI Guardian. My guest was Clayton Cranford, and I'm Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark, reminding you to live well.